0: with you know this this idea like Rob Whitaker you know he does a lot of these evangelism seminars Tim Wilkes before he died with Fishers of Men I mean there's a lot of guys that has done a lot of good things about evangelism and what always people find is anytime they do one of these seminars wherever they're at or whatever the case may be is that this is really easy. This is really easy, and so they do this seminar, and, and they do it just because they're trying to equip somebody to give them this method, this way. You're they're, saying they realize it's real easy. The people that are taking it in, oh yeah, the people that are learning it, you know, because what 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 happens is is we think about it as another program. Mm-hmm. So we'll appoint a deacon over evangelism, right? That's that's kind of like the the guy that's over the bus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like like if, if something happens to the bus. He's we, in charge of it. He's in charge of it, right? But nobody else better touch the bus. Yeah, exactly right. Well, evangelism, yeah. right? I mean, if, if evangelism is boiled down to an apartment, then what we rely on is somebody to tell me what to do and when to do it and how to do it and all this and that and the other, just like the bus. You know, the bus is broke. All right, well, somebody's got to go get the transmission fixed. Somebody's got to whatever, right? But no. I mean, it's, it is it is. The way that God chose to spread the gospel.
1: Yeah, and it's a so if I encourage if you're in leadership in the church, like if you got a deacon over evangelism, like you you keep you can keep doing what you're doing, but all you're doing is telling everybody else they don't have to do anything, right? Or you you know, and he could be, or hopefully they would be, there would be a person in that position who would be trying to steer others. Yeah, and and
0: there's nothing wrong with if this guy has. Good leadership qualities, good motivational skills, good—you know—all those things are what you, you know. When you think about the guy that's your evangelism leader, he should be the guy that should be able to help you with, you know. Uh, uh, so you got, you know, you know. So you think? Let's talk about evangelism yeah. for a minute. Let's just mm-hmm. break it down a little bit because sometimes we think about it's it's this toting my Bible to go see somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you th- you think about this. There are there are one, two, three people. That my family is working on right now that was brought to us by somebody else. Mm Right?
1: That's evangelism. That's evangelism. On the other people, yeah. On
0: the other people, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, if, if, if you got a guy that's the evangelism guy, maybe he's a good facilitator of like, okay, listen, I got this guy that I work with, and I really need some, you know, is there any way we can, we can get this guy together with this other guy that's got this really good personality or he's good at setting up Bible studies yeah, or, or so whatever? The,
1: some people call that like a connections person or.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you call it, but it's the dude, yeah. right? I just right, need the right, dude. You know, right. get me the dude, right? The dude. That does what? Well, I don't know. You have to – there has to be a need before there's a dude, right? Yeah. And so, you know, so essentially, evangelism is the absolute core fundamental principle of the church. You know, last night we were talking about in our class, great churches have great homes. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about some mistakes to avoid. And one of the challenges that we have faced – for many generations now is that the world, the reason why they get so upset when we start talking about Jesus is because they've been real comfortable with Jesus as long as we kept him in the building.
1: Yeah, let me keep Jesus where I want him.
0: Yeah, so it, it, the, real, the world is, is perfectly fine with us keeping Jesus in the church building. But when we bring him outside the building, that's when they get real uncomfortable. But you see, that's what God wanted us to do. He could have chose a million different ways to to get the gospel out but he just chose us. That's right. And that's and that's
1: what's crazy and I think you were one of the ones that really brought that to light to me. Just not that I didn't know that it wasn't my responsibility, but you know, some of my favorite conversations with you've been like in your garage and you know, in Virginia and just working on something and uh but some of your best sermons were there. <laughs> and uh, at least the most important was to me, but just thinking about why in the world did did God put the Gospel on the backs of men? you know I'll never know it but but that's that's the neat thing is Jesus came to be not only the Son of God but the Son of Man, and he could relate with everyone and so he can relate with our weaknesses but but also there's a god the the all powerful infinite everlasting omnipresent God said. I'm going to let I'm going to let you do this. And that's just it just
0: baffles me. You know what I think about is that so oftentimes somebody <laughs> my boss I had this little short guy that was my boss, and uh, I, and I loved Dex. He was so awesome, and he would come to me, and you know, he always called me big mans. I don't know, I was plural, big mans, big mans. Big mans. He called me plural big mans. Maybe I'm so fat that, like it's it's plural now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, but Dex would come to me, and he would he would say, "Listen, I got I need something. I need you to do something for me." And it would, and whenever he said that, I knew it was going to be something really kind of weird, you know, you know, unique. Things that had to be done, and you know, I knew it was always going to be a challenge when he said that, and I never knew what it was going to be. You know, I'm I'm hanging off a ladder, beating on something for the rest of the day to fix right. something in the or,
1: freezing cold, and, or. yeah.
0: Or or am I making something from scratch? You know what what does that mean? But but he would come to me because he he have, have confidence, and I can do whatever it was, and I wouldn't even really know what it was. And uh, so the the you know God when it, long before He made you and I. I mean, long before he did it, the the plan was to send Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the plan was to send Jesus. I mean, that's Ephesians one, right? Predestined us uh, for adoption, right? You know, before the foundation of the world. You know, all these things. Hebrews one one in many ways, in many manners, God spoke to our fathers, but uh, through the prophets. But in these last days,
1: spoken to us by his Son. Yeah. He's
0: spoken to us by his Son, and his Son. The last thing his Son said was, "Listen." You go, go, you go, you go into the world, and I got this really important thing for you to do. You go into the world, and you preach the gospel.
1: That's right, and and so and who he told that to? were pretty much you know eleven guys later. You know they're going to add Matthias to it, but he he's telling that to to just everyday people and everyday everyday guys, commercial fishermen, tax collectors. You know a zealot. There's just everyday people and. And, and and they took the gospel and changed the world not because of the messenger, but because of the message.
0: That's right. And, and and that's what they that's that that's the awesome part of the gospel is that when Jesus moved the stone, he gave us a story to move the world. Amen. And so But do psh yeah. Good one. Don't we have one? Maybe. Yeah. It kinda loses itself when you wait. Right. But you know, the the awesome thing is that it's and it's Bob. I just wish so much that I could get every Christian in the world in some kind of way and just help them understand that I promise you, you can be successful at this. I promise you, you can be successful at this. And it's the, you know, when everybody reads the Muscle in the Shovel book, for example, mm-hmm. they don't really think about uh, Michael, they all think about Randall the guy that was telling
1: telling Michael yeah. you
0: know the whole little shooting match there right get yep. leading him to Jesus and you know why it's because everybody wants to be like him every single person can be like him
1: that's right you can and some people go well you know i'm just not i'm just not qualified to to do that and and i just look at the the scriptures that that talk about the fact that God didn't, he didn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Wow, that's a good one. And so, well, and that's a, when you truly think about it, like, when you become a Christian, God is going to use your unique abilities and your talents and your personality to reach somebody that somebody else can't.
0: And and that's exactly what he requires of you, is what you got. Yeah. That's what he requires of you, is what you got.
1: That's right. When I look at Romans chapter 8, He says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So he's going to give us these things, and and who should bring a charge against God's elect? It's it's God who justifies and not, not somebody else. But in the verses before that, all verse 28 of Romans 8 all thing we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who were called according to his purpose and it's not saying that everything's going to work together for good for you today you know you might have a bad day today and go well things didn't work together good for me today and but it's it's for those who were called according to his purpose and not according to our own purpose. And that's why, you know, James said, hey, when you pray and they don't get answered, you know, it's because you're praying amiss. You're asking these things that are going to be for your own benefit. And so many times that's the way that I feel like that, that too many Christians are living their lives. It's for us. And that's our human nature is to want to live for me. We're all guilty of it at times. And and he, he says, look, when you're called according to his purpose, these things are going to work together because God's purpose is, this, is so that all men might be saved. Mm-hmm. And and when we live our lives in that way, this says, "Okay, I I'm just going to invest in this, and I'm expecting nothing out in return." That's right. And and we're just going to see where where the Lord takes it.
0: And and you know the the hard part with it is is the steadfastness, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think about that's what I struggle
1: with at times.
0: Well, you think about your successes and your and your and versus your, you know. So here's something that I've learned. Okay, I have learned. And for a long time, I, I used to keep record of this, that over 90% of the people that I ask, if you would like to study the Bible with me, however that question is asked to them, right, setting up a Bible study, over 90% of the people, you know what they always say? Yes. Yes. It would have been real bad if it would have been no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, they say yes. And now That's awesome. But you think about this. Do I baptize 90% of them? No. No. And out of the ones that we baptize, how many of them remain faithful? That's, that's a whole nother you know, pers- you keep necking it down and you're necking it down. But I'm going to tell you right now, Bob, I have got some of the most awesome victory stories that you could ever imagine with people that I've converted. Oh, yeah. And and I'm telling you, you live for them stories. That's you, right. You live for him because you know there are st- there are people right now that I am telling you that I am thinking about them. I can see their faces, and I, and I can see him, and then I can see his wife, and then I can see his kids, and then I can see his family. You know, his cousins. His then I can see the guys that he's working with that they're actively seeking to teach him what God would have him to do to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And you know what you really have is a true conversion.
1: That's a good conversion. That's right.
0: And and I, I remember. I was working on this one guy's truck one time, and he had broke a motor mount on it. And I'm up in the wheel well of this thing, and I don't fit in a wheel well about anything. <laughs> right? And, and I'm welding this motor mount on it. It's just rusted off, and I'm, and I'm welding a new motor mount back on the side of the frame for him.
1: It's got to be like a,
0: a big old D8. Yeah, cat. You're <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, Fit up in the wheel well. Yes, there. but I, it wasn't. It was about a '95 model F-150. So <laughs> I'm in there with a shoehorn, right? <laughs> and it's grease everywhere. It keeps catching on fire, you know, because it's just grease and oil and everything. And so I'm sitting there. Oh, with you're the, welding? Yeah, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. welding a motor mount back on it. Or yeah. may, it's either welding one, or I may be at this point cutting the old one off with the torch. I can't gotcha. remember what I was yeah. doing. But anyways, I had to weld one back on, yeah. and. So I remember him and I are sitting there underneath this thing and, and I'm welding this thing back on for him. And I'm thinking, like, well, this would be a good time, you know, to have that spiritual checkup, right? You know, how things are going for yeah. you. And, you know, so I asked him, I said, "How's things are going for, you know, how's, how's things, you know, in your life since you've became a Christian? And I remember that we were squatting down. Like I said, I'm bowed up inside this fender well. Mm-hmm. He lays a wrench down, and he stands up. And I, I kind of pull out of this thing, and I stand up, and we're standing eye to eye, and he looks at me square in the eyes, and he said, you'll never imagine how much has changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking right there, because, like, you know, he lays it down, I'm thinking, all right, what's he getting ready to do, right? Yeah. But he says, you can't imagine how much has changed my life. And I remember thinking, got it, yeah, got it. And so, you know, you got, you, for every story like that that I have, I've got ten failures. Oh yeah, me too. And and I don't mean that I failed. I just mean that 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 it just shows me that my Lord was right. Yeah,
1: and there's I remember being all nervous about trying to teach people the gospel. And of course, the first person I tried to teach the gospel, I, I failed. It was sixteen, and and then I, you know, I remember going and, and talking to to just beginning to talk to teenagers. And telling them about the about the Bible. And, of course, you know, you don't want to steer anybody wrong. but you Yeah, know, you're scared to death, right? Yeah, I was scared to death. But at the same time, you know, you know, kids, teens were, you know, they were real receptive of, of hearing about Jesus. And that's really what it boils down to is telling them about Jesus and how to contact the
0: blood. Every Christian that becomes a Christian can tell somebody how they did it. Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's the thing is I ask people like what did the Lord do for you and they're like oh <laughs> and it's like what did He bring you from you know where are you at today what's you know what did Jesus do for you and and every Christian should be able to say that and if you can't I I just dare to say that do you really understand what He really did for you and, and is salvation really there um, are you truly living by faith and and that's the thing is so when Jesus. We make this real hard and, and he, he put it to us real simple in Matthew chapter ten and and he, he says in Matthew ten he's he's talking about hey whoever receives you receives me and 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 he who receives me receives him who sent me. That's in verse forty. You get down to verse forty two and of Matthew ten and he says and whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward.
0: You know what that is? That's the heart of evangelism. Mm-hmm. Everything. everything done, everything that you, your, your motivation behind it is evangelism, is then in turn evangelism. Why do you think that Paul wants to collect all this money for the poor saints at Jerusalem?
1: Yeah, so to spread the gospel.
0: Yeah, it wasn't about you know let's let's separate out the poor saints at Jerusalem, but no 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 we, we got an opportunity. You remember he he says there's a great door has been opened to me in Ephesus. There's 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 just all these. So, what I really want people to understand is that you can do it. You're going to make mistakes. I can't tell you the mistakes that I've made. I just remember that that I set goals in my life. That what I did was, when I really buckled down, you know, I got back from my first mission trip, and I remember calling my wife in El Salvador in this little hotel thing, and I'm telling her, like, we're going to make some changes when we get home. And she asked me, like, what do you mean? And I remember telling her, I don't really know. I just know we got to make some changes, and so I'm thinking like I'm not going to come down here and spend she's, a week. She's wondering like, are you what, coming home? Yeah, did you bring one back with you? Yeah. And and and, but I'm just so thankful that I got a wife that you know that's willing to be led and wants to grow and mm-hmm. wants to do the right thing, and because I said I'm just going to ask a hundred people to study the Bible with me. Yeah. I just said to go, I'm going to ask 100 people to study the Bible with me this year. And so that's what I started doing I just started asking people. I mean, first thing I did was went over to my neighbor's house that I'd never met before. I hadn't lived there long. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to I'm going to just go over here, bang on the door, and I remember like trying my best to figure out how I can ask him and he, and, and there's even that awkward pause and I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm not leaving the guy. guy. He's sitting there looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yeah. and finally I come out with and he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, maybe sometime. You know, I remember thinking maybe sometime down the road. Yeah, right. Well, that never happened. Yeah, right. Right. But it won't long, and I started asking to everybody that I could come across. Yeah,
1: and sometimes you know that can even be intimidating for for people, and then it's like, well, what happens when somebody says yes?
0: Yeah. Well, I just didn't know Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, I just the only thing I did was I just said I am going to do this. Yeah, that's I, right. There was no, there uh, by and large there was nobody really around. You know, like we we say things like. Now hear it said, and I know it's with good intentions and, and and really honest motive behind it they'll say like when we start talking about evangelism, don't forget the people that you work with, don't forget the people at the bank that you see all the time or at the grocery store or 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 whatever but and I've heard people say that forever those type of things, mm-hmm. but I had never seen anybody convert one of those people right you see what I'm saying, oh yeah, absolutely, and so like I, I just remember thinking like. <laughs> Okay, there's 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 a disconnect, some kind of way, some kind of where, and so I said I'm just going to start doing that. Yeah, I'm going to start asking those people, and and I did, and I remember the first guy that I baptized after I made this. Now You know, I had some studies before with some folks, and you know, we had baptized a couple people, but it wasn't it wasn't the focus of my life, right? And the first guy that I did, his car was broke down on the side of the road. So I stopped and pulled, him over, pulled over, helped him fix his car, and the his alternator went out. Well, I have my jump box with me, and it had just enough charge where I could hook my jump box to it, and he could drive his car home with the hood duct tape down and my jump mm-hmm. box underneath it, mm-hmm. <laughs> running the car. And I set up a study with him, and I remember us studying on my back porch at 11.30, 12 o'clock at night because we were both working second shift, and he worked some other place in town. And... It was about one thirty one one morning I baptized him, mm-hmm. and I remember he was one of the 100, but he won't but about number 12. Yeah. And so I don't know what the percentages are of it, but I know this, that I thought I was going to run out of, I thought I was going to run out of year before I run out of 100. Really what happened was I run out of season before I run out of 100,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it wasn't long when, when, and, and I try to caution people with this, because- You've heard me say this before, but if we forget that the world is lost, we're real close to rejoining them. That's right. Because God, you know, that's why He says, "Don't say that the fields are the that the harvest is coming; that we'll have time, or let's kick the can down the road." You know, He says, "Look up your eyes and see that the fields are white to harvest." What do what you expect you to do then is just figure out how to do it?
1: Yeah. You know what I'm in need of right now? What, coffee? No. Lithium grease. <laughs> so uh, I was uh I got some. Tr- <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to replace this uh this gear and sprocket on my on my garage door opener and and it was uh the what happened was the plastic in fact when I first saw it I was like, I wonder if Chris can three D print one of these things but it's like 23 bucks, and I get the whole new set, and three bolts, you take it out and put it back in. I got to take the chain off anyways. Um, but the, it didn't come with, with a kit. Some of these things come with a kit with a little bit of a little tube of... A little pack. little pack of lithium grease. Like a ketchup
0: and, pack, type. Yeah,
1: and so, of course, it's like you can't use regular grease or whatever and because it will attract, you know, dust or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and I'm learning some of them things. But, so I was like, well, okay, I got to go to the store, but I thought you know what, I wonder which one of my neighbors has got some lithium grease. And I said, and I have one in mind, so my wife's been so good about over the last couple of years, just whether it's Christmas time or whenever just kind of baking goods and taking to our neighbors. And, um, and you know, she fattened me up and she's going to try to fatten them up, but it's a it's a, it's a way to she's doing it with intentions of evangelism to open that door. And so I've got a neighbor that's you know, he's wild about cars and um and so I thought, you know, he might have some and I've been looking for an opportunity to like so I thought, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if if I can depend on him for something and then maybe one day he can depend on me for something. So I went to him, you know, he's like, Hey, let's go check or whatever and he's a retired military guy and so I'm over there and of course what do you think we talked about?
0: Lithium grease?
1: We talked about lithium grease and cars and everything, but you know, eventually, just a couple seeds got planted about Jesus, and and no big deal, you know. Well, I didn't say, "Hey, can we have a Bible study or whatever," but just just starting that relationship, and that's that's the that's the goal is to is I I mean, I want him to go to heaven. I don't want grease from him.
0: That's right, and and you know, so what happens is is people look at the way that other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm just not that kind of person. That's okay. That's, that's right. Yeah. You're not. Right. You know, like I, I was saying something, I think it was last week, like like my Jones hat that Brian gave us, mm-hmm. you know, I can get everything, but the last button is all I can get buttoned on it because <laughs> my head's so fat. You know why? Because those things are supposed to be one size fits all. It well, fits most. It fits most, right? <laughs> There may be some things that work for most. But that hat don't work for all, okay? I got one button, and it just kind of pivots on that one button now, right? right. I don't have enough two. You know, if I put two on it, it makes my head hurt. So mm-hmm. I have to put the one on, and then it wiggles together, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about 3D printing <laughs> an extender for my hat, right? An <laughs> <Hat laughs> extender. Uh,
1: You'll be able to find those on our website.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the <laughs> Unscripted Podcast. But, no, seriously, you know what happens is people look at it, and they think, like, well, look at what that guy's doing. There's no way I can do that. hmm
1: there's I'm so happy with them, I'm gonna send money their way, and money the gospel needs to be spread and it that's takes, right.
0: it takes cash at times yeah but but I promise you you know just as much as Courtney making food for the neighbors. Jessica's going to the park and and pedal tonight with a with a, a, a lady who you know I don't want to mention her name mm-hmm, but yeah. but one of the people that we've been studying with. That's right. Yeah. And and their intentions, you know, behind, I know what your wife's intentions are. Yeah, their intentions are is just to con- continue to forge that relationship together. That's right. And so that when we sit back down with her and her husband again this week and and study the Bible, you know, their relationship is further cemented There's together. another
1: connection. There's
0: right. a there's a stronger connection, right? right? And so I mean it's like You know, you think about this stuff that we're, you know, on Thursday nights, we're doing this thing with the kids, Mm -hmm. right? Well, you know... The interesting thing about that is tomorrow, you know, on Thursday nights we got this class we're doing with the kids. We're teaching them a lot of vocational trades, and they're they're learning a lot of cool stuff, and it's really fun. You know, they're oh yeah, I'm
1: learning a lot.
0: They're having a blast with it. I'm having a blast, and and I am too. You know, because you know now we've got people from the college that are coming over here working with us. Mm -hmm. We've got people. We got some of the public schools that are actually sending us kids over to uh, to a church. Right. We've got. I got to go in the morning to. Ellisville, mm-hmm. to the community college up there, because you can call it what you want, Providence would have me in the the machine shop teacher at, at Ellisville uh, Community College. I'm going up there at 9 o'clock in the morning to, to for their program. But do you think I really, I mean, like, I love making stuff. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I, mean, I love making stuff. But more than importantly, I want to make disciples. You want them to go to heaven. Exactly right. I want them to go to heaven.
1: And that's what Jesus tells us. He's like, look, that's what he told them. You go and, and you make disciples. And you... You baptize them, and it's it's just the bottom line, and that's that's what we're supposed to be doing, and that's what every Christian should be doing, and not just be putting it on the backs of the preacher or the deacon over evangelism, that it's it's on it's up to me and it's up to you and and both of us, we didn't go to some school of preaching, it was you know Knox, yeah that's right, and and it was it's just we're just a couple of everyday guys, and if we can do it, we know that you can do it, and. It was a it was a neat thing and I think I've told this story on the podcast before but our um, you know we had a neighbor one time who'd come out of a come out of the denomination world but I asked her I said well what you know what made you decide to become a Christian and and she said you really want to know I said yeah. she said upside down chocolate upside down cake and I was like what and these ladies had had you know had targeted her and and she moved in and a member of the church came over and knocked on her door and and when she knocked on the door, she said, here's a chocolate upside-down cake. But she said, me and some other ladies have a Bible study, and we'd love for you to come be a part of it. Well, they didn't have no Bible study. They were just her and some other ladies. They, they had this whole thing planned where they were going to teach her the gospel. And so they didn't have a regular Bible study, but that was kind of their plan was whenever you get new neighbors or you get a new opportunity, we'll just, we'll just all come. And whatever day that it is during the week, we'll just, as many of us as can come will
0: come. Yeah, and, and so you know the 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 awesome part about it is is that chocolate cakes and greasy fingers and blisters, you know, all those things get people to heaven. That's right. And so it's your cup of cold water. It's your cup of cold water, exactly right. And so you know, I'm gonna sit down with these kids at the community college, and and you know, I'll get to I get to work with them and hang out with them, and and you know, they get they tell me their stories about things, and I and and listen, I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. I, you know every one of them stories they heard. You know, am, am I? I'll just tell you this: they're not going to tell me nothing that's going to surprise me right. for a lot of reasons. And so, you know what what I want them to do, what what we're trying to do, and what we're pray that we can be successful with is that we can get them to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, you know that's going to come through panning for gold. It's going to come through a you got to sift through a lot of rocks and a lot of dirt to get that to get that gold. But when you find it, it's worth it.
1: That's right. I had a guy call me this week. Call me Monday night. He was only an acquaintance that I'd had uh, back with the sheriff's office, and he was a guy who would come around. He was old, retired, um, Vietnam vet, and anyways, it was it's neat just how that God has continued to make these connections. And um, but I mean, he was just kind of an acquaintance for me, and he would sell things to to our drug unit to to help us out and things and. Like okay, when it, like if you send somebody in to undercover to make a buy, he he was a kind of guy who could put a camera in a in a in a key fob or he okay. could put a camera in a little handheld thing or whatever it might be. And so, you know, a phone, spy stuff. Yeah, spy stuff. So he would sell okay. a spy stuff that was like now James
0: you, Bond stuff. Yeah.
1: So it was James Bond stuff then. Now you can get the stuff on Amazon for <laughs> right, cheap, you know. Yeah,
0: that's
1: how he made his living. <laughs> and um so he was good at it but he was just kind of an acquaintance and he was a private investigator and i just kind of here in
0: had his i mean no uh, up in in tennessee
1: tennessee and um and so like i literally haven't talked to the guy in a couple years but but then like one day um this has been like two years ago like his name popped up on my phone and i did i'd helped him with some surveillance and when he was doing some private investigation stuff and but he his name popped up and I thought, what? And then he called me, and, and he's like, well, I didn't mean to call you, but we just got to chatting for just a minute, and he lost his son, and I prayed with him and different stuff like that. Well, he called me up the other night, and I thought he was calling the wrong number because he's, he's did that in the last six months, called the wrong Robert. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I screened the first one. I was like, you know, he, I, I don't think he's trying to call me. We called back the second time. I thought, like, well, I'm going to answer it. Answered it up, and he's like, Man, I've just always thought a lot of you. And I get scared when I hear those. I uh, you know, you don't know if somebody's fixing the check right. you out or what. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh and he just said, I don't know what it is, but I gotta get right with the Lord. And this man's on hospice. Mm-hmm. And uh and so, you know, we began talking and studying and we're gonna continue to study. And it's uh you, you just never know, but that was a, a seed that was planted you know, ten years ago that is now coming about to to fruition. And so you never know what you might be doing. So the things that you do today and the way that you live your life, just live it live it so that one day you can teach that person the gospel.
0: Plant those seeds. Right? Plant those seeds. Right.
1: This is the Unscripted Podcast.